Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey everybody, welcome back for another excellent show. This week we're going to be chatting with David Ogletree about website accessibility. In other words, how to help people check out your website when they might not be a 100% uh, uh, capable, I think is the best way of uh, explaining it. Right, David? Yes, that's right. Um, and, I mean, let's face it, none of us are ever 100%. We always got something going on. Um, but this is just making your site more friendly and more accessible so that way, no matter what people's limitations are, you're going to be helping them uh, do their job. And also, by the way, get some more page views and hopefully some more sales, which isn't such a bad thing. Um, but first, let's explain why you're on the show and why you're going to be helping me out other than I called in a favor and I had you take an hour off of your busy schedule to help me here. Yeah. What's your background in the field, David? Well, um, back in um, 1995, I... Um got some special training for the state of Texas to go and train blind people on how to use their computers. And I did that for about two years. And uh, I guess before that, I guess I should explain, I'm legally blind myself. And so I kind of have a unique perspective as well. <laughs> <laughs> a little first-hand knowledge and also a little teacher perspective. Very yeah. cool. And so um, I've been to you know several conferences for adaptive technology, which is the, the area is called adaptive technology. And, uh, and I was a, a member of the National Federation of the Blind, which is a group of blind people that try to help blind people. And uh, so I have lots of friends in there. So I know hundreds and hundreds of blind people and have uh, you know, trained people and just had friends that, in the industry. So I am quite knowledgeable about how blind people ha have to try to access the Internet. Yes. And besides that? You also do pretty uh, good SEO yourself. Yeah, that's why I uh, that's why I don't do it anymore because I make a pretty good living doing this now. If I, I uh, do my affiliate marketing at home, which is nice because one of the biggest problems a blind person has if they're quite well trained is travel. You know, that's that's the one thing we can't get around. We can't drive, and so that's we can get around a lot of things, but driving is the one thing we just can't seem to get around. <laughs> yeah, that is the the sticking point there, um, <laughs> and. We like when people realize their limitations and ask for help because, <laughs> you know, that, that really good movie, um, what was it, with uh, Al Pacino? Oh, he was in a bunch of them. <laughs> well, the one where he's, like, driving with... Uh, oh, 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 that's right, yeah. I can't remember the name of it either. Scent of oh, a oh. Woman. Scent of a Woman, yeah. Okay. As much as we all love to drive Ferraris, <laughs> please make sure you're legally able to see the road before you drive in the Ferrari. I should be surprised how many blind, uh, legally blind people out there drove. I actually did drive for three years before I decided it was a bad idea. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's why we have you on the show here. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, let's talk some numbers here, okay? Um, people say, you know, oh, we've heard about it, and yeah, you know, I've met a blind person once in my life or something like that but they don't realize the scope of what we're talking about. Right. How many blind people are in the U.S.? 
Well, I'm, the statistics say there's about 10 million, but, you know, statistics, it's hard to really tell. Mm-hmm. And, it, and there's another thing you have to understand about those statistics, that um, legally blind can mean anywhere from, um, if you understand the terminology, 2200, which is what your vision is without any glasses. I mean, with, with glasses on, the best they can possibly get you to is 2200, you're legally blind. And then it goes all the way to the spectrum of cannot see anything at all. And right. um, the actual group of people who can't see anything at all is actually a fairly minority in the industry. The Most people are partially sighted, especially now with the baby boomers hitting their 60s and 70s. Or not, they're, they're hitting their late 50s right now, and they're about to start you know, getting the different kinds of older diseases like macular degeneration and things like that. So the number is going to grow significantly in the next 10 years, I mean, ridiculously. Yeah, and, and we've already started seeing significant growth in that industry um, because, as you say, you know, the whole baby boomer generation is coming around here. Yeah. Now, also just to explain, you know, we're going to be using terms, you know, legally blind, visually impaired, and all that stuff. So, you know, for what we're talking about here, it doesn't matter if you can see nothing or if it's just really blurry, okay? Bottom line, if you can't, you know, if an individual can't be reading a 12-point Arial font on your screen, then your your website's useless to them. Well, actually, there are two different... Yeah, you actually do have to split it up into two of them because uh, people like me who actually can read stuff if it's done properly. Um, okay. And that's, that's actually going to be your larger group. Your larger mm-hmm. group are going to be the nearsighted people, the people who can't see certain kinds of print, certain size print. Um, and then also you have people that, you know, that that's not possible because they can't... They read print so slow that it's not really acceptable <laughs> to use some other kind of technology. Okay, so we got a decent size uh, group here. I mean, we're talking about millions. The latest stats are a few years old, and they're saying 10 million. Right. We know the baby boomers came along. So if I had to guess, I would say it's probably closer to the 15 to 20 million, or okay. it will be there in a, a year or so. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, so we're talking big size group here. And as we all know, baby boomers have a lot of money. Okay? Right. You know, another thing, too, is, um, I mean, a, a lot of the baby boomers, they're, they're hitting 58, 59 right now, I think, is what, what the age is. And they, a lot of these are working in corporations. They've had jobs. You know, a lot of them have brought, been brought into the Internet kicking and screaming, but a lot of them have gotten used to it. And so you might say that, well, the baby boomers, they don't use the Internet, but that's not true. I mean, my dad, he uses the Internet. I know tons of people in their late 50s right. that use the Internet. It's getting more and more popular. And another stat for people that are unaware and might think that, you know, people that are visually impaired or blind, they just stay home and collect a disability check. Well, about half of them are actually employed. Right. And by that, I mean they're earning a weekly paycheck and they have money to spend. Right. <laughs> okay, so there's and also a if you think about it, a blind person about these people. If you think about it, a blind person has a, a higher chance of buying stuff online than a sighted person because they can't drive down to the mall and go get something. Correct. So um, let's take a quick commercial break right here, and then we're going to come back and talk about some of the solutions that people are using to overcome the poor websites. And if you have a poor website, how you can make it much more friendly and accessible. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. 
tracks. All new version 6. Prepare to segment your visitors and build custom reports on the fly with the most comprehensive and intuitive web analytics programs on the planet. Dan Noyes, president of Zephoria.com, writes, Click Tracks is like a religion to us. We rarely consult our clients on site or campaign changes without first seeing what Click Tracks reveals. Sign up for your free trial today. Your only risk, you may end up in our next commercial. ClickTracks.com, turning your future into a fortune. Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Studies show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com, the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody, this is Greg Nyland, um, and I got David Ogletree on the line with me right now. We're chatting about website accessibility, and the things we're saying are mostly for websites, but it's also for any programmers listening out there or anyone designing electronic programs to interact with the general population because a decent part of that population does have uh, impairments and limitations. David, when people come across poorly designed websites, how do they get around it? Um, you know, wh- what are the solutions they use? Well, often well, the first solution is to go find a, a better site that's not has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you can't find that, and you absolutely have to... Um, um, you just end up spending more time um, if you're using the screen reader software, which is the text-to-speech. Then you just end up hearing a lot of talking on your computer. You're trying to find the thing. Um, you, you end up doing a lot of tabbing around. You, you try to find sitemaps, that kind of thing. It, um, you just you just keep searching the page until you find what you need to find. Or, if worse comes to worse, you go find somebody with some vision and tell them to read the screen to you. you know? um, and for people that don't really know, what is a screen reader? 
a, a screen reader is uh, the text-to-speech. Um, one of the most popular uh, software out there is called JAWS for Windows. Um, I think the I think Barry is actually using it now with his new um, uh, virtual Barry. Have you seen that? Where he's talking, he reads the news to you. Have you seen that? Barry, a.k.a. Rusty Bracuda of seroundtable.com, has turned himself into a cartoon. <laughs> um, and his voice has gotten amazingly deep. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Um, yeah, I think he's gotten a little older over the last few days. <laughs> the news is red like this, and it's very cool because I can't wait to see an actual animated cartoon of Barry giving us a search engine strategy conference update. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff. It's using the same technology. What they're doing is they're just feeding it what he wrote on his blog, and it's just it re the computer is reading it back. Yeah, and I mean, for anyone that wants to see it, definitely head on over to Um I actually blogged about it this morning when I saw it. Um, it's a really cool thing. Um, so you got the site uh, readers going on there. Um, and any other uh, tools that you recommend to people with impairments that they use that, you know, uh, designers should be aware about? It all works basically on the same concept. I mean, something's being read to you or it's being um, brought to you in Braille on a Braille display, which is a, a device that has, you know, anywhere from 40 to 80 different Braille cells on it with little plastic pins underneath it. A Braille cell consists of six dots, and so what, what it'll do, it'll... It electronically pop up the pins to make up a letter, and so you'll just read across one line, and then you'll hit a little rocker switch, and it'll switch to the next line, and it'll read through. So it's basically, it uses the same technology as the screen reader um, to find stuff on on your uh, website. Instead mm -hmm. of saying it out loud, it prints it out on the on the um, keyboard. And uh, not not a whole lot of people use that. Um, then Braille is not not very many people read Braille especially blind people for some reason, because uh, most blind people become blind later in life, and so what they end up doing is it's really hard to learn Braille. You know, when you're, you know, after 20, it's, it's really hard to learn to do that. It's very difficult. And mm -hmm. so that, that's a very small portion of it. Most of the people are going to be using the, the text-to-speech. And the way they do that is it, it, um, it will actually go down and um, just find the text on the screen. You know, like, like you can go to a, a website right now and you can select text and copy and paste it. That's basically what they're doing. They're copying it and they're pasting it to the audio is what they're doing. Or they're listening to this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So really it sounds like there really aren't that many great solutions out there for them, right? Um, I mean, that's the best they can do. I mean, as far as, uh, as that's concerned, I mean, the screen reader, uh, the text-to-speech is, is going to be your best bet. Um, and, it, and it works pretty good. I mean, mo it, it's not that difficult unless the site is just completely Ajax or Flash or something. It makes it a little difficult. But, um, mo you know, generally speaking, you can find your way around most websites. It's not too difficult. Right. Um, okay, so if those solutions, I'm not really impressed with them. I mean, they're <laughs> cool. I've played around with them myself. But I wouldn't want to be in the position where I had to rely on them. So the question is, how can I make a site to be more friendly? Right. Well, the, the first thing you can do, uh, it's really important, it's a good idea to do this anyhow, is to create a site map because that way they can go and find a real easy text-based way to get through your site. And uh, that helps out quite a bit. Um, using, I think CSS has helped tremendously over the years. Um, I mean, I remember back you know, five years ago when CSS or wasn't as popular as it is now, 
it was harder to get around sites because it was just these big columns and frames, and it was just really difficult to get around. But, um, like, for me, you know, sometimes if I can't see very well on a site, um, I will go and turn off CSS using the, the developer's toolbar on Firefox. You know, I'll just turn off CSS, and all of a sudden it's just pure text. And uh, I think if you design your, a, a good CSS website, that's going to solve a lot of problems. A screen reader reads like a, a robot, like, like Googlebot. It's going through and just reading. It doesn't really care about the CSS. It doesn't, not thrown off by it by any way. It right. just reads the text, and that makes it a lot easier. And we already know CSS is good for so many reasons. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it lowers your bandwidth cost because it gets a lot of the code bloat out there. It also makes your pages much better from a search engine point of view because it takes out, you know, identical groups of code. Mm-hmm. So the search engines, you know, are they're sort of seeing it as more unique content because you don't have 99% identical font codes everywhere. Um, yeah. Another good thing is when you're designing the CSS is to um, have it designed in such a way that when you turn off the CSS that it reads well. You know, you look up there, you see the title, you see uh, you can go through it and see everything just fine. You know, you may have to, um, and, and, and it, generally it works pretty good. What else can people do? Because, I mean, the obvious one, of course, is adding alt tags to images. Yeah, yeah that's really important to do, um, to add the alt tags. Um, but just basically try not to put everything, I mean, because I've seen people do this. I mean, they'll have a flash site. Of course, that's a really bad idea for blind people. That's not going to work at all. Um, and then if you... Well, what if people say, yeah, I have a flash site, but it has audio? Right. Well, the problem is they don't, if anything needs to be clicked, then they can't click on it. That's the problem. So unless unless they actually have some, say, you know, hit control A when this thing begins to have a, a blind help or something like that. I mean, there's all, there's always workarounds. I mean, if you if you really know that you're going to have a lot of blind users and you really want to do this, you can, I mean, you can always find a way to do that. I mean, have it say something at the very beginning about blind users. But a simpler and more welcome solution would just be, in addition to your flash, also have a text-only version right. that's accessible via a sitemap. Right. Um, and also... How do you feel about frames? <laughs> uh, I, I, I hate frames. Uh, first off, it generally looks pretty ugly, and um, it, it doesn't work very well with the search engines I've noticed in the past. And it's just well, I love frames because I'm able to um, hide links to places that I don't want the search engines to know about or care about. Right. You know. So from that perspective, you can throw in a bit of a frame and you know, have it just totally blocked from all search engines <laughs> until a human person comes along and then sees what you're doing. <laughs> but, of course, hopefully you're just using the frame to link to unreviewed material. Right. Yeah, I, I really like to use PHP Includes. It's much more organized, and it's just it just works so much better. And it looks better. And, and you, and you can, some people think that, you know, you can't, you can't use PHP Includes because you don't want to have .php on the end of all your all your pages, well, you don't have to do that. You can still use .html or .htm on the end of your pages if you want to. Very cool. Um, and, I mean, we can get into a whole show on the yeah. PHP thing. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make pretty much anything do anything you want with CSS, PHP, um, using the MySQL databases, mod rewrites, redirects, all that fun stuff. So if you want to make your site more accessible, don't think there's limitations. There's solutions 
Um, it's just a matter of finding someone that's knowledgeable about that particular solution. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to another question. Where's a good place to find resources about this information? About PHP? Um, just in general about website accessibility. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. I had it had it up here now. Can't remember what the URL was. Um, I'm gonna I'm actually gonna post a lot of that on my blog after the show at ogletreeseo.com. We're going to I'm gonna post all the links that that we mentioned. And um, spell that out because I'm a bad listener. It is ogletree s e o o g l e t r e e s e o dot com. And um, you can also go to Google and just type in David Ogletree. I rank number one in all the engines for that. So. <laughs> Your mom must be proud, David. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, how do you do for Dave, by the way? Dave, um, I don't think I rank very well for that one. I rank number 10 for Ogletree, I think, now, on Google, and I think number one on Yahoo. <laughs> so everyone listening, throw a little link love. Let's get him up there for Dave Ogletree. Okay. Um, I'm sure you must hate that, though. Um. All right, so we got some good resources coming. We're not going to be sharing them in the podcast because they're so secret. Um, But needless to say, if you do a search on Google for website accessibility or if you pop on over to Ogletree SEO and read his fabulous post about it, you can get all these great details. Actually, I found the link here. I couldn't find it where I had it. It's uh, www.nyise.org forward slash access.htm. You heard it here. Um, okay, so they got good information over there. Also, um, I believe there's um, some good information at uh, W3. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're so big and nasty. <laughs> and also I think there is um, some good stuff at NFB.org, which is National Federation of the Blind. They have an adaptive technology division in does no one use, like, real names anymore? It's all just abbreviations. <laughs> <laughs> Makes things so much quicker. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we're moving right along here. Um, so we got a big issue here, website accessibility. Um, it's a lot of people impacted by it. You can increase your, uh, you know, your sales by it because you made a great point. These are the people that really are not that most... Uh, Agile, shall we say. <laughs> They're not going to be jumping into their Ferrari and doing Scent of a Woman driving down a you know street doing 100 miles an hour while they're visually impaired. So this is definitely a marketplace that you want to be going after. Um, and are there, you know, other than this, do you, you also want to talk about some other things with website accessibility? Yes, actually I do. Um, I we mentioned we've, t- well, we've been talking mostly about the you know the people who can't read the screen very well at all or not very well. But the other group, which is actually a much larger group, um, mm-hmm. the el- you know the elderly and people like me and uh, you know just a very large group of people, is we can see the screen just not very well. Um, my my personal what I do because I'm very nearsighted is I just get a really big monitor, and so what I have is a you know I have one of those um, Dell widescreen monitor, flat, flat panel monitors, and I have it on an arm on the back of my desk, and I bring it all the way over my keyboard. Actually, I type behind my monitor. <laughs> so I have it right at my face, two inches from my face. Uh, and a lot of people will do that. 
Um, but the other option is to get a screen magnification software. Software. It's called ZoomText. They um, they offer a program that goes in and will can enlarge the whole screen, or it can just put a magnifying glass. You can move around with your mouse, or um, it can turn half of the screen into enlarge and the other half into regular size, just depending on what you are used to and what works best for you. But a lot of people will use that as well. Is there any other special equipment that they'll use? Really, that's it. I mean, you have the, the Braille readers, you have the text-to-speech, and you have the, the magnification. Other than that, there's really... Um, nothing else other than maybe podcasts or having audio. I mean, I've, I, I can't remember what site it was. I think it was Google somewhere had a um, had a captcha where it had a little handicap symbol next to it where it actually you click on it and it would actually audio give you the captcha back to you. Have you seen that? Yeah, I have, um, but I don't think that's implemented uh, network wide for Google yet. No, no, it's not. I've seen it. I, I can't remember where I saw it, but I have seen it every once in a while, or I'll run into it. And that and. You know, it nice. sure would be nice for people at Mountain View or Kirkland to do that, wouldn't it? <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> um, you know, so, <laughs> so, I'm sorry, uh, the chat room's going a little bit busy here sending me some uh, private messages uh, with questions they're a little curious about. Oh. Um, <laughs> But since you uh, just brought up the CAPTCHAs, what websites have implemented well and are very are good examples to see as what's friendly for um, you know people that are impaired? Um, well, OgletreeSEO.com, of course. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying, I mean Google, of course, is a wonderful site. I mean it's so simple and it's easy to get around in there. Um, I, I I like it a lot. Um, I mean, I think even if, if Yahoo got more all of a sudden better, I would probably still use Google because it is so easy for me to, to see. It's so simple. There's no, no junk on it. Um, and I think really the worst thing you can do, especially for people like me, is that when a site has um, really weird backgrounds. You ever seen that before? You get a site with a black background and gray text or, you know, you know, or like one of those MySpace sites where you know has floating things around everywhere. It's hard to read. I can't get around those places. It's it's impossible. Don't get too nuts. But most professionals don't do that too bad. I mean, they don't. That's usually an amateur site when you have all real busy backgrounds and weird looking text and stuff. And some of the gaming sites are bad about that too because they want to make it look like a video game, and so that makes it a little difficult. See? Yeah, I those are one of my biggest pet peeves. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, just make it simple, and you're always going to be much better off. It's a good general rule in life. Right. You know, actually, I, um, you mentioned other devices. I just remembered um, there are several um, other devices that blind people use. Um, there's pers- they have personal note takers, like a, a PDA for blind people. Um, there are several different kinds. There's some that it's basically is the size of, of, of a small keyboard. You ever seen, like, a... One of those really small keyboards, that, like for a server room or something, mm-hmm. it'll be the size of that. And um, and what it does is it has no screen on it; it just talks to you. It has the speech, and so you're typing in there, and it's a note taker. And um, they also have some that actually have a braille display on them as well, uh, that lets you you know use it as a PDA. And those have been around for a long time. I, I used to train people on those back in '96. So that does PDA, uh, blind people have been using PDAs for a long time. Sweet. 
Um, and what would you say are common mistakes that uneducated webmasters make? Um, well, I mean, we've already covered most of them. I mean, not using alt tags, not um, you know using Flash. Because I, I just I generally don't like Flash on websites at all very much. It just bothers me. Um, and then also, you know, of course, having the busy background. That's 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 probably the, one of the biggest mistakes I see around. Um, and also, is there any mistakes that we make with content? You know, do is there any way to uh, present it? Other than you know, as we've already discussed, the CSS and you know the background issues. Yeah. Well, one problem that I and, and I've done this myself is to um, put click here on a link. Um, that's just, when blind people go to a site, they'll they'll go through and look at all the links, and so they're going through and it's click here, do this, you know, they didn't like for what, you know, they don't know, <laughs> and so you, it, it helps to have more descriptive um, links. When you have a call to action, have a descriptive call to action. Yeah, click here for full listing. Right. Click here for movie times. Right, like on like on my blog right now, I had I mentioned about the show. I said um, I, I used your name as as a, as a link to your site, and I used Webmaster Radio as a link to their site. You know, I, I use it in the middle of a sentence, and so it's very descriptive. Almost having like quality anchor text, eh? Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, <laughs> you know, if you do a use really good SEO techniques, more than likely your site is going to be good. For blind people, because you got to realize, you can think of them just as a robot, just like Googlebot. You know, the, it's you know, serve them the same kind of stuff. Well, very cool. We're going to take another quick commercial break, listen to our fabulous sponsors, and be right back here talking about website accessibility with David Ogletree. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent. Excellent. choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com you know about one out of five visitors are immediately bouncing off your site? Now, monetize this bouncing traffic with StopBounce.com. Log on to StopBounce.com today and discover how easy it is to generate revenue from this previously untapped source, all while enhancing user experience. Earn money for each visitor leaving your site now with StopBounce.com. Turn lost opportunities into found profits. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby! TextLinkAds.com For the last decade, millions of visitors seeking top ranking have visited their site. When it comes to the internet marketing experts, 
Baptiste. One name clearly stands above the rest. Bruce Clay Incorporated. With a flexible, time-tested, and spam-free process to SEO and PPC, Bruce Clay has become the number one choice for companies of all kinds seeking to improve their search engine ranking, utilize their latest tools, training, consulting, and services. Let Bruce Clay create a tailored solution to meet your internet marketing needs today. Bruce Clay Incorporated. You wouldn't just tell your web hosting company to just give you the next available random domain name, so don't do that with your phone number. A toll-free number that matches your company name or service can be invaluable and give you an instant nationwide brand name. Try the free vanity number search engine at tollfreenumbers.com. But don't wait, because 1-800-YOUR-NAME may never be available again. Tollfreenumbers.com. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey everybody, it's Greg Nyland here, and I got David on the line, and David, the people in the chat room are going crazy. Actually, not really people, a single person is chanting one simple question for you. So, I'm going to take a, just jump in and put you on the hot seat for five seconds. Sure. Okay. Ogletree, have you tried the IE7 beta zoom functioning uh, functions for a web page? No, I have not. I have not downloaded that yet. Okay. The person uh, <laughs> says it actually works quite well. It's at the right side of the status bar and zooms up to 400%. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things you can do to your computer that are built in, like in Word. I do this all the time. I'll, I'll um, change the view to, you know, to much larger and have it go all the way across the screen. And, um, and that's another thing I was going to mention about IE. Um, I've noticed this in the past. I haven't seen it lately, but I'll go to a website, and it has tiny print. And so I can't see that. So I'll go up to view, and I'll change, change the font size uh, in the screen, and it, won't, it doesn't change. You know, you, you know the place where it says smaller, bigger, biggest, that kind of that stuff? Right. Um, don't well, do that. Well, actually, let's take a moment to talk <laughs> about it, because I don't think a lot of people know this in IE, that in, if you're in your browser, in the upper left-hand corner, you have File, Edit, View. If you go to View, they have text size. And if you click on text size, you can pick smallest, smaller, medium, larger, largest. The default medium, but you can throw it up to largest, and pretty much it makes all the font really big. Smallest makes it all really, really small. Okay, so back to what we're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's a very useful tool, but it, I, I guess it was CSS or some ability they were using that turned that off. It was just... It was real annoying. I mean, I can always go turn off CSS and fix the problem, but that's, you know, I'd rather not have to do that. I'd rather have the site the way it's supposed to be viewed. Yeah, don't be disabling that function. A lot of people <laughs> like it. <laughs> um, so everyone listening in the chat room, go ahead, post more questions, but we're going to get back to the show right now. Just wanted to get that one question out of the way. Um, so what more um, do you do you have to share with us here? You know, um, I got my notebook out. I'm taking good notes. <laughs> you know, one of the questions I get asked the most, um, cause, you know, because obviously I can't get around this. I mean, the, the two questions I always get whenever I travel or I'm out is, you know, what do you do? And then why are you holding that book two inches from your head? And so um, those, those always end up starting conversations. I end up um, talking about, you know, my job, and then I also end up talking about blindness. And so what the first question is always, 
well, how do they use the keyboards? They have Braille on the keyboards. And, of course, I, I don't know why people ask that, because anyone who knows how to type doesn't look at the keyboard. I mean, that's how we were trained in school. Don't look at the keyboard. And, and so I just want to get that out there, because I know a lot of people are probably thinking that, because I get the question so often. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Um, personally, I knew that one. <laughs> but that's not saying much. <laughs> So I could easily see uh, a lot of people saying that one. Yeah. And for people that are curious, there's a little bump on the F and the J key. Right. On <laughs> every keyboard for people with great vision and for people with poor vision, because you're supposed to be looking at the screen and not at the keyboard. Yeah. Um, they, they can always tell how well someone can type if you hand them a natural keyboard and they're lost. You know, they <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, not all of us are blessed to be great typers like you, you know? <laughs> you know, I was tra I, w I had um, training in fifth grade to learn typing because they teach blind people to type fairly early. Um, I'm not sure how they do that now. They probably teach them earlier now anyhow. But back in the 70s, you know, you didn't learn it until high school, and it was mostly girls that learned it. Um, and so, da -da -da -da. oh, man, don't even take a look in the chat room. <laughs> um, you're going to have a fun time in the hot seat. <laughs> you are just going to have a great old time there. Got to get you some barbecue sauce or something, I don't know. <laughs> um, but let's talk about key components here. And this is pretty much for anything that's dealing with, you know, um, electronic programs, online websites, and all that fun stuff. Right. Let's key com hmm? I was going to say, the same software that reads the, the Internet browser also reads all the other programs, like Word or, or, or Access or any program you have. So, I mean, it, it works with everything. Yeah, so if people are out there listening, we're not just talking to webmasters. We're also talking to program designers, um, you know, people that create e-books. Anything out there that pops up on a computer screen, we're chatting about. Um, so key components I'm thinking of, and feel free to add to them, you got the content, okay? Um, that's your images, that's your words, that's all that fun stuff. Then you have your user agents. Your user agents are your browsers, your media players, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Then you have your user knowledge, and that's what you go around teaching people. And then you have evaluation tools that help the publishers, you know, validate all their content. Right. Um, are there any other key components that people should be aware about? Um, not that I can think of. Um, we've covered quite a bit already. Um, it, a, lot of the, a lot of the guides that I've looked at talking about um, designing websites for the blind, all, they all include um, validation. That, that seems to always be included, in, and even in SEO stuff, um, you want to have your sites validate you know, with the, the different validators. Mm -hmm. And if you want your site, you know, Let's say you want to go more than just a simple uh, validation program. Is, where can people go to have a site audit or someone manually review their website for accessibility issues? You know, I didn't. I didn't research that before we came. Um, I actually, I actually can do that. I mean, I have my own business. I mean, if someone wants to do that, they can contact me through my through my blog, OgletreeSEO.com. But um, there are there are plenty of them out there. I'm sure if you searched on Google for that kind of thing, you could probably find it. Okay, cool. Um, so everyone, just go to David Ogletree, <laughs> tell him I sent you, and then you know make sure I get commissions on this. Right. 
Um, but, you know, so Google, they've done a good job with the CAPTCHAs. Yeah. Are there any terrible examples, like a great example of what not to do? I don't want to focus on negative stuff, but is there just a clear-cut example of what someone's that, you know, who has perfect vision and has perfect capabilities might think is a good site, but from your firsthand experience and from all, you know, teaching people, you know better? I think Yahoo's not very good because they've, especially with all the new stuff they've done, they've gone very heavy with the Ajax and stuff. It's, it's a little bit more difficult to get around than it used to be. It used to be very simple. Now it's, especially the mail. I mean, the mail has really become an application, really. Well, you just mentioned Ajax. Um, how does Ajax impact accessibility? I'm not too sure. <laughs> it depends on how you implement the Ajax. Yeah, I mean, if you have it designed where it's very descriptive and it has you know the right text with it and stuff. I don't know enough about Ajax to, to really answer that question. So it's, okay. Um, but keep the pages simple um, and just don't put too much on a single page. Right. Cool. And da -da 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 oh, here's a good question I got. Okay, so we've seen big sites. They have, you know, big resources to handle this. Uh -huh. What recommendations can you give to a small website or a small operation that wants to make their sites accessible? Well, just listen to this show over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, really, we've covered. I mean, most of the most important things. I mean, I mean, it's not. It's not that complicated. I mean. You know, everybody thinks there's some secret sauce to SEO, too. It's the same kind of thing. It's not really that complicated. I mean, it, it's, it's fairly simple rules. You go through them, and, and there you go. Well, cool. Um, all right, then. you got to put it like that. It's all simple. <laughs> We're going to throw you into the hot seat. Any final words? Um, well, <laughs> I, wanted to talk a I wanted to cover a couple little um, stuff about blind people first real quick, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Um, there's a lot of different devices that the blind use, and especially the partially sighted, and I'm more experienced in that because obviously I've used these devices. Um, we use um, binoculars a lot or devices that are like, like monoculars that are a lot smaller. Um, when, I, actually, when, I, when I actually drove, <laughs> I used these glasses. They're like doctor's loops where they had um, binoculars based, built into the glass. You know, you could look, look through them as you were driving. But, I mean, I use those when I go to the store or whenever I go to, um, like, McDonald's. I can read the screen or something, especially if I'm in a car with a bunch of people and everybody's ordering. I don't, you know, I hate saying, will you read the entire menu to me, you know, that kind of thing. Those help for that. And also, um, some people use these things. They're called CCTVs, closed-circuit televisions. And what it is, it's like a screen with a camera m mounted beneath it. And you have a tray underneath that, and you put your mail on there, and you can it enlarges it. You know, as much as you really want to, you can have one letter on the screen at a time if you want. You can make it as big as you want. Um, it was a lot of fun to play with when I got one of those. We used to put the, you know, the money on there. You can see the 50 states on the back of the $5 bill and that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. There's a lot of neat devices out there for blind people to, and partially sighted to, to get what they need. They have um, money scanners. Um, there's just an unlimited number of different devices you can use when, you're, when you, you, know, you can't see very well. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. David Ogletree of OgletreeSEO.com, are you ready for the hot seat? Yes. All righty. Question number one we got going here. Is website accessibility always helpful to SEO, or are there any dangers? 
Not that I can tell. I mean, it seems to pretty much follow some some of the same rules. Um, I, I can't see of anywhere where it would um, where it would be a problem unless you're hiding text. Well, I mean, I can see some instances where it would be helpful for blind people to hide some stuff, like like behind like using CS hide, hide some text behind a, an image or something that would help a blind person to describe the image. But it may be a problem in um, SEO. Mm-hmm. But I don't I, I don't know if it would because generally speaking. When you're hiding text, it's only a problem when you're hiding text that's bad. I mean, every time I've ever seen Matt Cutts talk about hiding text, it's always been obvious. You know, you have a site about one thing, and then the hidden text is completely different, or you have it repeated a zillion times. But I, I think if there, is, if there is a justifiable reason for doing what you're doing and it's not spamming something, I don't think you're going to have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can give your opinion. I mean, I, Well, there are some automatic filters. Okay. Um, and the automatic filters, they're not going to be able to make the call. The examples that you hear about Matt Cutt, you know, talk about on his blog and at conferences, of course he's always going to be using the most clear-cut cases. Right, you're probably right. I mean, it is, it is, there is a certain amount of risk to it. I mean, you can, I mean, there's all kinds, it's, it's interesting, I mean, doing SEO, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you hear that are totally wrong and you can get caught and get in a lot of trouble, but seem to work for some people, you know. It's, but there's no reason to take the risk. You're right. I agree with you. A follow-up question to that I have is, is there any sp- uh, particular browser that visually impaired or blind people are um, going to be using so you could do some cloaking or IP delivery for? Um, no, it's, they use Internet Explorer uh, or Firefox, but I imagine it's gonna, the numbers will be probably similar to the general public, I mean, the, the people who use one or the other, because um, what it all the screen reader software does is read the program. It's not a program in itself, and so it's going to read the um, okay read the screen. So it would be pretty hard to, to catch that kind of thing. So there's not really a way that you know, as a webmaster, you could um, easily identify who to serve up a cleaner page to. Right. Yeah, that would be very difficult. Okay. Um, what do we got going on here? Um, can CSS override the size of fonts in IE? I don't know. I don't know CSS that well. You might know that answer to that. I don't know. Um, well, actually, I'm just going with what's already been answered in the chat room. Um, reason you couldn't change the font size is that they used a PX as a font measurement on the CSS. Ah. Um, so I guess the um, smarter way of doing it is to go with a percentage or um, maybe using um, PT and not PX, um, but consult your CSS experts on that. Yeah, that's that's over my head. I'm not by no means a CSS expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and now we got a debate whether PT and PX <laughs> settings change. Um, so, quick question, uh, quick answer is um, for your CSS information. Go to a forum like Webmaster World or search engine uh, uh, forums and check out all that fun stuff because they both have good resources for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's way above both of our heads. <laughs> um, I can probably consult a, you know, a manual or something, but yeah. there's experts on that that memorize that stuff ad nauseum. Yeah. Yeah, we're SEOs, not developers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, oh, it's really hard reading all this because um, so much about the PT and PX settings here. 
Um, I think that's going to do it for us, David. Thanks so much for being on the show. Any uh, departing words? Um, oh, just thanks for listening and, uh, you know, try to make the sites work so, so we can see them. You know, it, it's, you know, we are people, too. We want to be able to see your sites and buy things. And uh, the blind, I, like we said earlier, the blind, the blindness group is going to be getting bigger and bigger every year. So get ready for it. Um, they're going to start buying stuff. Well, very cool. Uh, thanks for coming on. And for more information, definitely check out OgletreeSEO.com. All right. Thanks. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye.